This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Uh, just had a good discussion about the uh, the Craig Council news yesterday. We are going to follow up on that. Paulie just booked a great guest Love for him. our 9 o'clock hour. Craig Council himself will No, but no. Uh, Jesse Rogers, who is uh, Mr. Chicago Baseball for Love ESPN, Jesse so and one of our, our favorite national guests, is going to check in from the GM meetings in Scottsdale, which I think officially get underway today. Uh, they all gathered, I think, last night, had their first... You know, you check into the hotel, you get your dinners somewhere in Scottsdale. Some cocktails some going. Some uh, off-the-books meetings, and then you get going with the real meetings start today. And they do. I think, you know, ballroom, at, you know, F, and, you know, you have the meetings on how the rule changes went this year, and the GMs discuss that, and possible automated strike zone. Are we going to, what are we going to do? Is this that something what they're we talking wanna, about? Yeah, that's part of the agenda for this week's general manager's meetings. There is actual... Nuts and bolts business of baseball being discussed at a high level in Scottsdale this week. Could you imagine me trying to sit through days of meetings in Scottsdale about stuff like that? I don't know. It's baseball. I think you'd enjoy some of That's those meetings. That's when it becomes a job, though. Yeah, That's not bit. like, oh, I get to go watch the game or like root for my team. It's like I have to sit and listen to the rule change talk in a ballroom eating like a prepackaged lunch, like a turkey club. And and those really hard kettle chips and an iced tea and sitting in there just going just glazed over on my phone playing Galaga on my at phone. The Omni Scottsdale, I think it's probably pretty nice. It's nice. Yeah, sure it's nice. A ballroom's a ballroom. Uh, ballroom is a ball. Yeah, it, might, it could be at it could be at an embassy suites. It doesn't matter. Like, really, once you're in that room without windows, you're there. Hey guys, need any more coffee? Banquet yeah. chairs, yeah. It's, uh, fruit plates, and cups. Really hey, not. Thanks much for choosing of a the Omni Scottsdale. It's good to have you guys here. <laughs> and the guys just up front. Okay, so as you can see, in yeah. 1998, there was this many stolen bits. <laughs> and then he's got the clicker. Yeah, yep. I would lose my mind. Slideshow presentation. It's still. It doesn't matter what you do. It's still. You're at a corporate meeting. It would make me insane. Oh, you've never done it, so you don't no, know. Not really. I used to have to go set up at like. Trade shows with tents. Be like, how you doing? Yeah, good to see you. What am I? Uh, yeah, I do have these stress balls. Yeah, help yourself. Take one. And sign up here. I mean, it's just torture. So I, I, I give a little little grace to all of the GMs out there. And uh, yeah, they're probably working on some some. Hey, what do you, what do you guys need? You know, I know you need pitching. You interested in so and so? There's probably a lot of that going around. There will be some of that, at least uh, laying the groundwork for perhaps later deals at the winter meetings yep. or uh, you know later in the off season. <laughs> Man, 
All right, if you want to call in for Take on Woods, 833-288-0973. we got Green Day tickets to give away if you can beat or tie Woods. But last night at VA House Arena, I knew it would be electric. Um, unfortunately, I couldn't be there in person. I had my post-game Monday night football show, but I was watching. And you could just tell. It was, it was charged last night as the Aztecs raised their Mountain West regular season title banner. Mountain West Tournament title, and they joined a bunch of those other banners up there at Viejas Arena. But then... Padres Joe Musgrove leading the I Believe chant, hopping up and down. I was worried about like twisting an ankle or of something. Please were. be careful, He did have Joe. shoes on, so that's yeah. a huge, huge uh, step in the right direction. Uh, J.D. Wicker probably looking around the arena going, how do I get this many people to one of our football games? That would be, if I could get this many people to our football games, we'd be... We'd be, uh, How do I get a fourteen nothing lead in a football game? At Absolutely some point right. Because yeah. we don't have, we haven't had any of those. But we had one in the basketball game last night, first moments of the season. But they put that final four banner up in its place uh, there in the rafters. It was a very cool moment uh, for San Diego State. Something you kind of dream about and think: is it, is it realistic? Will it ever happen? Or are we like? Just be happy if we get to the Sweet 16 every once in a while. So, Paul, as an alum, I'm sure that that was a special moment for you as well. Oh, it was fantastic. Seeing the banner, I just I got chills. I got chills over the last week. Every time I saw Lamont Butler's highlight from April, the shot. Um, just see, seeing that banner, though, it was one of those things where, like you just said, Ben, made some Sweet 16 appearances, and those were fun. You feel like you had teams that were better than the Sweet 16. It just didn't work out your way. Uh, the ball, you know, it just didn't bounce your way or whatever. And then to finally get over that hump, get to the Elite Eight, you're like, this is great. And anything else is okay, fine, gravy. But, man, Final Four, that that banner hangs forever. Maybe we can add another one. I, I like the banner, too. It, it says Final Four. It has the Final Four logo from last year in Houston. But at the top, it also says National Finalists. So yeah. it kind of gives yeah, you yeah. both the sense. We got to the championship game, but it's a Final Four banner. And, you know, hopefully there's room for uh, one or two more up there uh, sometime in the future under Brian Dutcher. And then a few minutes after the banner goes up, I mean, my God, could you start a game any better than San Diego State did? The answer is absolutely not. You absolutely cannot <laughs> I mean, start. I was. They were literally taking the ball from their hands. I was laughing. <laughs> I was standing up watching the game, and I, I was standing up in front of my bed going, they they can't get a shot off. I mean, they, they just I'm talking about Cal State Cal State Fullerton. They couldn't get a shot off. <laughs> Everything amazing. they did swarmed full court press. I was like, all right, don't I, in my mind. I go, don't burn yourself out. Yeah, it's game one, and they might have a little bit. A little I bit. Mean, there was a little emotion, you know, involved in those first few minutes of the game. And give credit to Fullerton for regrouping, and you know, they started hitting some shots, and they really crashed the glass big time. They won the rebounding battle in the first half, and. Pulled themselves back within two. They got within one early in the second half, and you're going, well, this would really spoil a fun night if San Diego State loses to Cal State <laughs> Fullerton. And then they went on another run, and it was done. Uh, I think all that pressure that they had applied to Cal State Fullerton throughout the game, you saw the Titans start to wear out in the second half, and, and they were done, and San Diego State ended up winning, what, by 25, 83, 58 was the final. and. Seven. 83-57 by 26 points last night. Um, spread, spread was 14, 14 and a half. And I thought, well, I mean, you know, it's first game. Like, you're going to have to get used to each other. Yeah. I now, mean, 57 I, is very common for San Diego State's yeah. defense. Give up under 60 points. We've seen that a bunch. 
83 against a, a D1 opponent that won 20 games last year. Hyped up before the game, too. A lot of hype before the game on the, by the announcers. Shows you there's some more potential to this offense than something sometimes we've seen in, in recent years. They didn't, it wasn't like they shot 80% no. from three point range. It's not 29% from three point range. They only shot 64% from the foul line. They left a lot of points on the table. They could have scored triple digits if they were actually like, he locked in completely last night. And no Darion Trammell. I mean, it was right. like they're, yeah. they're, yeah, I got the numbers right here. 28 of 62 from the field, 9 of 31. 31. Uh, from and, deep. And a lot of those shots were open. Yeah. I mean, they got open threes and looks and weren't <laughs> really hitting them last night. <laughs> watching that, watching those guys try to move the ball early in that game, and you're just looking at, they're flummoxed. They're like, what do we do? They would turn around. There'd be two guys on them. Like, like it was insane. Like, I know it's Cal State Fullerton, maybe uh, sleeping on them a little bit, but like we're the best team uh, ever assembled. It's just, <laughs> it's just nuts. The new guys all all look like they. I mean, just what again? It's just one game. There's a lot of season left to go. You stub your toe, you stumble. It's going to happen. But big test Friday night. Big test Friday night. But just Dutch man, Dutch. What he has been able to do. None of those guys take a freaking playoff. Not a play. I mean, they're just grinding the whole Excited time. Excited what I saw. I think uh, newcomers like Reese Waters yep. uh, did some good things. Uh, Micah Parrish looked like he stepped up a level. But Jaden Ledee looked like a star last night. He could get to the hoop, drawing fouls, kept going to the foul line, a career-high 27 points, 10 rebounds. He's a man among, well, you know, boys out there right now. Uh, and he could have a huge monster season for the Aztecs. Obviously got to stay healthy, got to face some tougher opponents, but it looks like he is, um, he's the real deal this year. What you're looking for from like a senior type leader underneath. And that was a, that was a good opening display by the San Diego State Aztecs last night. No question about it, man. That's, uh, you can't draw it up any better. So just when we think the San Diego sports curse has invaded us, uh, again, Aztecs basketball comes out and, and shows, listen, not tonight. Uh, got the huge win in front of a packed house. It was really, really cool. So, uh, was Friday is their game at BYU is the next one, I think, coming Ooh, up? Yeah, Friday at 6 p.m. I think the there's something like 4 and 33 all time in Provo. I mean, they do not win in that place. It's uh, it's like a 20,000-seat arena. It'll be packed. They'll be hating on the Aztecs because they always do. They're BYU. Oh, yeah. If they win that one, that's a that's a legit victory on the road. No doubt. Yeah. So, all right, let's, uh, let's get to it. we got a contestant on the line. It's time to play Take on Woods. It's time for Woods. 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 Right, let's welcome Ryan uh, to the program. Hello, Ryan. Welcome. Hello. Hello. All right, Woodsy's left the studio. Uh, this is your opportunity to win tickets to Green Day at Petco Park. Uh, it's not until next September 28th, but tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. If you can beat or tie him in our five-question musical trivia challenge, we will uh, hook you up with those tickets. You get to pick the category. Here are the choices, Ryan. Dress to the nines, musical answers that include the number nine. A van down by the river, still there. Those are five artists with van somewhere in the name. And our new category today, knock, knock. Five songs with knock or knocking in the title. So of those three, Ryan, dress to the nines, a van down by the river, or knock, knock. What would you like to play? I'll take the van down by the river. A van down by the river. Channel your inner Chris Farley 
Because today's category features five artists with a van somewhere in their name. You'll have uh, 60 seconds to answer as many as you can. Pass if you don't know an answer. We'll come back to it. First question is our two-second song. Paul, you'll play a well-known hit. You need to give me the title and that artist with the van in their name to score that point. Ryan, are you ready to play? Yeah, let's go. All right, 60 seconds on the clock. The category of van down by the river. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Ryan. Let's take on Woods. That's Van Halen. Uh, ha. Which Northern Irish singer and musician didn't attend his own induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 19- nineteen? 19- Correct. What is the last name of E Street Band member Little Steven, who played Silvio Dante on The Sopranos? <laughs> Uh, what was the name of Martha Reeves' Motown backing band, famous for songs including Heat Wave and Dancing in the Street? Oh, God. Uh, Who is the Greek composer most famous for his 1981 Academy Award winning score for the movie Chariots of Fire? Dude, no way. Uh, <laughs> Go back oh to God. the two second song. Come on, you got this one. It's Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Panama. Panama, good. What's the last name of E Street Band member Little Steven? All right, you did get your two. You got Panama by Van Halen and Van Morrison. Hang on the line. Here are the answers you didn't get Steven Van Zant, Martha and the Vandellas. And Vangelis is the Greek composer famous for Chariots of Fire. I always like to make that last one as tough as possible to separate the men from the boys, as it were. We'll see how Woods does. He doesn't get the category. Ryan's score is locked in. We'll reset everything. 60 seconds. Back on the clock. Time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Ryan. Panama, Van Halen. Correct. Which Northern Irish singer and muse- musician didn't attend his own induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1993? Van Morrison. Correct. What's the last name of E Street Band member Little Steven, who played Sylvia Van Dunn? Correct. What was the name of Martha Reeves' Motown Van ba- Correct. Who is the Greek composer most famous for his 1981 Academy Award winning score for the movie Chariots of Fire? Oh, um... Um... Got a few seconds left to think of it. It's tough one. Yeah, uh, I know the song, obviously. Bum, 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 Bill Van Taint. <laughs> you got the category. It is Vans. Van. It's uh, Vangelis is Van his Jenner. name. I wouldn't have known it. It's a tough one. But yeah, uh, you went 4-2, to two, though, <laughs> over Ryan today, which means good news for everybody else. Is those Green Day tickets are now available later in the show for someone else because Ryan did not claim them on Take on Woods. You were on a hot streak, buddy. I don't want to talk about it. Hot I'm streak. doesn't want to tired of living in a van down by the <laughs> river. That's the the category. Van down van by down, the river. I like that. Uh, what, is, what is Vanilla Ice's real name? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Robert Van, van. Winkle. Could have, could have thrown that one yeah, in there you go. as well. Uh, yeah, Vandellas, Van Zandt. I knew you get Van, Van Zandt. I said Vandels, but I knew it was Vandellas. Did you? It's Vandellas. Yeah, so uh, I still you win either way. Van Morrison. I don't know why he didn't attend his own induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We were just talking about those yesterday. Probably one of those guys. It's like, I don't believe in this. <laughs> you know, one of those. You know, I like to take any accolade. Who was the, uh, who was the Oscar? Uh, they did, 
He sent Sashin Littlefeather up instead. Oh, that was uh, Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Yeah, Marlon didn't, Brando. Didn't get his own Oscar as well. I believe in these wolves. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> it's a mockery. It's a mockery. So, yeah, that was that was fairly controversial back in the day. I remember that. Yeah. Interesting. All right. We've got uh, Don't Do This coming up next. I mean, I, I, think, I think you know where I'm going with mine. I went there on Twitter last night. I'm real. I'm just very passionate about former baseball players and that love to take that dumps on kids. I thought you were going to give yourself a do do this for fixing your car is what. No, we I did that earlier. About. We did that. Yeah, we six. already did that one. So you don't yeah, have to do I, it again. Actually, I started a handyman business. If anybody <laughs> needs me, just email me. I can come take care of any problems that you need. Woods will fix it. Yeah. All right. We'll get to that coming up next. It's Ben and Woods. Check of traffic right now on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this. It's time for Don't Do This. What were you thinking? Three stories from the world of sports that make us all shake our heads. Why? <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Oh, I'm sorry, I fudged up, guys. You idiot. You moron. You dumbass. The apple sometimes does far fall from the tree. Don't do this. Do not tweet that. With Ben and Woods. I like a Nickelback song or two. On 97.3 The Fan. Got Coach Steve Fisher and we've got... Um, Jesse Rogers joining us Correct. in the second half of the show. But right now, let's get to Don't Do This. Woods, I'll let you handle both of the Don't Do This stories today. Perfect. Yeah, I was infuriated again last night as I, I saw some clips making the rounds on, on the Manning cast. I, I, I did see somebody tweeting that the, the, the ratings are down a little bit for them. Um, 
It's not- I saw that people thought it was improved because they have less guests and just more chatter between Peyton and Eli during the game. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You got to Peyton's got to he's got to make an executive decision. His brother is he's unlistenable at this point. But uh, they talked to Arnold Schwarzenegger last night on the on the broadcast, and Arnold uh, for some reason was sitting there feeding a live donkey. They had a donkey, a big giant donkey. And he was feeding the donkey on the Manning cast. Well, you don't want to starve the donkey. That's true. I mean, sure, maybe you could feed it after, before. Uh, but here was uh, here's Eli's commentary. That it, I don't know why it makes me homicidal. That's happening more. Oh, what is what is what is that? It, that donkey looks like you eating, Peyton. I want to die. It's the same thing. All right. We're going to break. We're going to break, Peyton. We'll be He's back. He's so uncomfortable to listen to. He's oh, first of all, he's just. What is, Happening. What is that? It, that donkey looks like you eating, Peyton. It's the same thing. You, All right. you may groan good when one. Peyton Manning makes you know his bad jokes and his comments. He's but Peyton, good at what he does. Peyton though. actually has some talent to perform in, in commercials and skits, things like that. You wonder when Eli appears in those commercials alongside him, how many takes do they have to like? Does the director just sit there and go? Do it again, Eli. No, I can't. do it again, Eli. I mean, he doesn't feel like Ugh. he's got that natural skill to be on camera. He's so on the air. So uncomfortable. so uncomfortable. Play it again. It, it enrages me. I don't know. That's happening, happening more. Oh, what is what is what is that? It, that donkey looks like you eating, Peyton. It's the same thing. All right, Whoa. we're going to break. We're going- it's like By the, way, it's, he, no, he's the he's boom goes the dynamite guy. It's That's okay, who he is. It's okay. To not be good at that, just don't do it. You've you've done right. plenty in your life. You have, what two rings? You have two Super Bowl rings. Go play. Golf. There's no requirement. You have to be a broadcaster and, and do this like your brother is doing. Right. It. He's crushing it. Do, some, do something else. Get him another. Get him another host. Please get him another host. I would watch it. It's in, every time I see a clip come out, it just makes me irrationally angry. I don't know why. <laughs> um, this one too. This was another. Uh, I, you know, I I mix it up. We're, I mix it up on Twitter less than I used to, uh, certainly. But I saw this last night. It really pissed me off. There's a former big league pitcher, Seth McClung. Vaguely remember uh, Seth. Vaguely. And a uh, a team called Perfect Game USA posted a a video of a 12-year-old kid. Big kid, man. Big husky. Big boy. Big boy. 12 years old. Hits a uh, bomb and, you know, looks at it for a second. Looks at his dugout, flips the bat towards his dugout, runs around the bases, turns around, gives it like the, you know, like the Fernando Rodney, kind of shoot it at the stars. And that's fine. I mean, you have plenty of baseball players that hate celebrations, former players, they hate celebrations. I understand that, I guess. That's if that's your opinion, that's the hill you want to die on. This is what really bummed me out about Seth McClung. He tweets, I wonder what his sixty time is. Be an athlete. You're now flexing on the weight of a 12-year-old boy. You're now posting a video of a 12-year-old old boy and essentially calling him fat and not an athlete. Now, I think back to some of the elite, elite athletes that we've seen in the game of baseball at the highest level. You know, the John Crux of the world, the David Wells of the world, the, the Prince Fielders of the world, the Cecil Fielders of the world. Those dudes were athletes. This kid is 12 C. years C. old. Sabathia, big guy. You're flexing on a 12-year-old kid. Should I throw in Tony Gwynn while we're at right. it? Right. I mean, you're flexing on a kid that is 12 years old. So I, 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 was, I was pissed when I saw this. And if somebody did this to my kid, it'd be awful. I said, former baseball players and 
S-wording on 12-year-olds playing baseball. Name a better combo. I am so tired of the former player. And it's always, by the way, it's always the very average. And I have a... To get to the big leagues, man, is a dream. And I respect you for making that journey and sticking in the big leagues. I really, really do. There's not one of them I don't respect for what they had to do to get there, to stay there. It is a remarkable accomplishment. Why then, when you retire, you sit back and crap on everything about the way that the game is is played today? I'll tell you this. I coach. I coach. And I will tell my kids, hey, man. If you had a bomb, have a ball. Celebrate. Here's the thing I know for a fact about baseball. Eventually, it's going to bite you in the ass. You will be humbled. It's the nature of the game. Three out of ten times means you're one of the best. So that means seven times you're failing. That's, that's humility. You will get humbled enough. Celebrate the victories because they are so few and far between in that game. And, by the way, let's, let's stop crapping on little kids that are, well, big kids, in this case, trying to have fun playing a game with their friends. And, uh, you know, he's in there telling me, well, when I coach kids, and I just thought to myself, I hope I hope my sons never play for a dude like this, never. There is a right way to play the game, certainly, but there's also a right way to celebrate. Celebrating is cool. It's fun. You can do it without showing somebody up. You don't have to grab your crotch and look at the pitcher. You know, it, it, it will humble you eventually. It's It does it on its own. You don't need to humiliate and humble these kids as a coach. The game will take care of that, and it always does, and it always will. I was really, really bummed by this last night. And it's not just Seth. It's Jeff Fry and the whole bunch of guys that, again, you know, you're talking about some middle-of-the-road, bottom-barrel-type guys that are just take every opportunity to crap on these little kids having fun. It drives me nuts. I, t- I tweeted, too, when Bo hits his first home run, I hope he pimps the ever-loving S out of it because it is so few and far between. I just think it's it's just special. You Have do want to do it in it. a way that doesn't make someone else feel bad. Yeah, you don't throw it at the you know you throw yeah. the bat at the pitcher and tell him to suck it and all that. But like, look at your dugout, flip your bat, beat your chest a little bit because it's just so. Have fun with this game. It's a really fun game. It's a very humbling game as well. You'll get yours. Don't worry, Jeff and Seth. They'll get humbled at some point. It's the nature of the game. So that really bummed me out. I thought that was a really classless move. All right, I will finish with a little doo-doo this from the world of college basketball. D-D mega doo-doo. I know you were a fan of Succession. Yeah, very much. This is kind of the story of the cousin Greg of the world making good. Because last night, James Madison opened their season against fourth-ranked Michigan State uh, up in Lansing. And the Madison team, they were like 18.5-point underdogs. The only reason they really got the game, they were having trouble scheduling opponents Tom Izzo's nephew, his sister Mary's son, is an assistant coach for James Madison and helped hook up this game. Like, hey, we're looking for an opponent. You guys need a a D1 opponent for this game. They they set it up. They were supposed to be, you know, fodder. They've only, I think, won one game against a ranked opponent in school history. They were like 41, 1 and 42 going into this game. But Michigan State did not play well. They went 1 of 20 from the three-point line, missed 14 free throws, and it came down to the end, and James Madison made a basket force overtime and then went on to upset Michigan State 79-76. Cousin Greg gets his over Uncle Tom Izzo, one of the legendary college basketball coaches. (laughs) Then a... uh... 
been a tough run for Michigan State lately. Yeah, yeah. it's Holy been a tough cow. year. Izzo's already going, hey, if these seniors and juniors don't know how to play, I'll put the freshmen in because yeah. we're going to make changes right away if you, if you don't know what's going on. But I had to feel good for that uh, kid who obviously is always going to be in Izzo's shadow if he becomes a coach and goes into the same business as Uncle Tom. But gets his today. Uh, he's celebrating as James Madison gets a big win. Very cool. That's Don't and Do Do This for a Tuesday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, curious, if you want to join us, 833-288-0973, talking about the Padres' managerial search. It's still in the speculatory phases. We're really down to three, though. Unless David Ross is added to the mix. Three and a half, maybe. Or there's a surprise mystery candidate we're unaware of. Mike Schilt, Ryan Flaherty. Benji Gill, your finalist for Padres manager. You got an argument? You want to come and join us and talk about who you want to see as the next skipper of the Padres? Join us. Coming up next year, Ben Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Padres did extend a pair of qualifying offers yesterday. You know, there were only seven qualifying offers extended in all of Major League Baseball. And the Padres have two of them. Correct. They're the only team, I think, with multiple qualifying offers out there. It's Ben and Woods, 739 here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, Obviously, it was Blake Snell and Josh Hader, the two biggest free agents who will... uh, have the option, if they'd like, to return to the San Diego Padres right now. They can say, I'll take it. And they can come back for, what is it, one year and a little over $20 million. That's just like a formality, right? I mean, the Padres just put that out there like, well. No, you want to get a, you want to get so, a draft pick back? So only if you extend a qualifying offer that is rejected do you get draft pick compensation. You, you only Got extend it. one if, well, I mean, in, in our case here, you only extend those... Just for the ninety nine percent certainty that they're going to say, yeah, we're going to reject no, that. No, I, I, I mean, well, I, I either could be, guy at twenty million dollars. I could be wrong, but I think the Padres would be thrilled if either guy said yes. <laughs> like, wait, what? Definitely Snell. I mean, honestly, even, even Hater for one year, probably twenty million is not. What you do you make? Tr- you could trade them. I mean, that's true. You know, that's why I thought it was a little strange that they didn't. Pick up the option on Michael Walker. Correct. They must really think he's not going to get at least 16. Because if you think he's going to get 16 or more, 
pick up the option, and then you trade him to another team and get at least something for him. Which is nuts because so many teams are in in desperate need of starting right. pitching. I mean, really, none none more than 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 us here. So uh, if you can just fill one slot in the rotation, you know, your your number three, as it were, today with Michael Walker at sixteen million dollars. But again, you know, it's a bit of a roll of the dice. It's a roll of the dice either way, to bring him back at sixteen or to let him walk, Ben, thinking maybe he won't get that much and we could do two at twenty four and we've just saved, you know, um eight million eight million bucks. So I was gonna say six. That's how good I am at math. Uh we've saved eight million bucks and and Waka likes pitching here and he's he loves working with Ruben and he's done a great job. But you know, he wanted to test the market, didn't bear out what he thought, which we've seen. We saw it with Jerks and Profar last year. Um guys don't always get what they want, but uh, yeah, I think Hayter wants a multi year deal, I would imagine and Blake Snell certainly deserves a multi-year deal. Um, it's what it's what Hater's been waiting for. Yeah, he's right? exactly to right. finally hit the market and you know make some of the decisions himself. Snell, so. Snell as well. Yeah. So the other yeah. the other guys that got him, uh, Aaron Nola from Philly got one. Blake Snell, Sonny Gray, Matt Chapman, Josh Hader, Cody Bellinger, and uh, of course Shohei Otani got one as well. Uh, I did see it. I got to double check this, but I I. People were like, I can't believe you know we were getting rid of Shohei Otani and all we got back is a compensatory pick. And somebody tweeted, you know what? When they lost Mark Teixeira, they got a compensatory uh, pick back and they used it to draft Mike Trout. So it's not always bad at the end of the day, but time will certainly tell uh, on that. But yeah, twenty million bucks. I don't think Blake signed in for that uh, one year, and I don't think Josh Hader will either. He's like you said, probably more likely to, but I I doubt that's going to happen. Now they have until I believe it's the fifteenth of this month to accept or reject. Of course, we expect both of them to reject. Doesn't mean they can't sign with the Padres. Uh, you know, we yeah. we're not thinking they will, but Blake Snell, you know, theoretically could still return to the Padres, and this doesn't impact that uh, that possibility at all. They can still negotiate with him as a free agent, whether he accepts or rejects the qualifying offers. So, did have that piece of uh, news that came out yesterday involving your San Diego Padres. Don't forget the biggest fan contest is returning November 13th. That's next week. Visit 97.3thefansd.com slash biggest fan. Register your name and then listen each day at 9.15 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and 5 p.m. during each fan talk show. If you hear your name called call us back within 10 minutes you'll qualify for our grand prize night in the odyssey suite at a 2024 Padres game 20 tickets uh, for you all your friends family whoever you want to come and all the fan hosts are going to be there as well and we're not even taking up the tickets we'll just show up uh, in addition to your 20 people that you're bringing to the game should be a lot of fun and the only way to win it is through the biggest fan contest by registering at 97.3 the fan sd.com slash biggest fan uh, we still don't know who the manager is going to be for the Padres. If you've got some thoughts, you can call us now, 833-288-0973. Get to more of that after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Been seeing a, a bit of at least fan sentiment, Woods, in favor of Benji Gill. Sure. Last couple of days. And uh, I totally understand that. I think I'm actually feeling the same sort of thing. The, the intrigue of the unknown you know, we, we've heard of Benji Gill. He's familiar name, at least. He's local. We know he's had some success in, in the Mexican leagues as a manager at the WBC. Took them on a nice run to the, what, did they get to the semifinals or the finals? They had a nice run, though, at the WBC under Benji Gill. And 
He could possibly be the right choice for the San Diego Padres. Now, the, the USA against Japan. That's right. So it was the semifinals, semifinals that they got to. But that was still a nice run for yeah. Team Mexico. He's not the safest choice, though. Nope. The safest choice remains Mike Schilt. Maybe the most comfortable choice for AJ is probably Ryan Flaherty. Or Schilt, I think. Yeah, Maybe but equally. I, can, I can see where... I can see where AJ would look at Mike Schilt and go, he said all the right things. He's been here for a couple of years, but he he's also, been real sneaky under the radar. He also, you know, in St. Louis, things didn't go well Prickly. between him and his general manager. Yep. Could we go down that same road if I hire Mike Schilt? Has he been saying the right things because he wants this job? And once he gets it, is it going to be a Bob Melvin situation again? Or Jace Tingler situation so you've got Green your three situation. finalists, and they've all got some pros, and they've all got some cons uh, for the final job, which is what this process is all about. You go through your lists of pros and cons, and ultimately you make a decision as to who you want to be ben the next Gill's manager. Cons? Managerial, major league managerial experience. Yep, because I mean that hasn't stopped us before. No, unfamiliarity with the organization yep. compared to the other two candidates. Don't. Um, you know, you don't know. He knows the organization, though, because he's from I ask, here. I ask you that because I think he's still my pick. If I had my choice, I think that's the direction he's I would the, go. He's the sexiest one. Let's be honest. Like he's the the sexiest one. It's out the most there. different. Yeah, yeah, in different good, in a good way. different in a good way. I think is is a safe. Mike Schilt feels a lot like Bob Melvin yep. two point Ryan Flaherty. Feels a little bit more like is that, a, is that a bad thing to feel like Bob Melvin though? Maybe for I, this team. Maybe I. You know, I'm still not. Seen as how things went the last year, Bob Melvin was the problem with this team. I mean, you're never going to be able to convince me that Bob Melvin right. was the problem. He's the he's more fiery than than Bob Melvin is. I I, I think at least based on that that video uh, that we saw. You know, he's 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 an interesting character as well um, for this. This very, very weird play that we have here in San Diego, uh, as as it pertains to the managerial search, I you know I I would obviously love to know what the text threads look like between some of the guys on this team. You know, honestly, I wonder who's campaigning for whom. I think your gut would tell you, man, he's probably campaigning for his boy Ryan Flaherty. I think that's what that would be a, a normal pick. But you know, I think maybe Manny would be okay if it was somebody else. But Flaherty stayed on to work with the guys, and and you know continue to coordinate the offense, um, you just wonder. You wonder. It's tough, man. You're up for a managerial job. You don't get it. Are you going to be like, that's fine. I'll stay and hit fungos. It's cool. No big deal. <laughs> I mean, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. And one thing that we can uh, count on here is chaos. That's the the one thing that we can can count on. Could be, Ben, another manager we haven't thought of at all. People in the chat. We, we talked about it earlier, but David Ross, you got to throw him in there. Yep. Kevin Acey reported that the Padres could interview him as well. Was, was a Padre for at least, uh, I think, part of the 2005 season. Mm-hmm. He was here for a little bit. Uh, you know, I don't think that puts him in the complete alumni category. But you can look at his record and say it's not bad what, what he did with the Cubs. Went to the playoffs in, in the pandemic season 2020. They scaled way back. He had a couple of losing seasons and then took a big step up this year. Just missed out on the playoffs. But things were trending in the right direction for the Cubs. Uh, for David Ross, he's going to get another job at some point, I would think. Is this the place for him and the time for him, though, in San Diego right now? And Benji Gill was an Angels coach 
last yeah, year. So yeah. he's he's got you know he's been around the the. I mean, he's a player, so he's got biggest he's, biggest knock would be no major league managerial, managerial experience. experience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, be interesting, man. Be interesting. He's the he's the sexiest pick for me, and you know I think a lot of people see um, the 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 makeup of our roster and they go, well, it's very clear we need we need a Latin manager in here. That's what we need. And I can't disagree with that necessarily. There's a, a comfort level uh, potentially with some of our dude. At this point, it's worth giving it a shot. It is, and and again, man, I just it's got to be the tough. I, I, it's got to be. I disagree such a, that the ethnicity of the manager doesn't really matter. Now you can't have who is like, hey, I'm old school, and I don't I don't believe in you know showing personality and flair, and yeah, we got to tamp down Tatis. You can't have that, no. obviously, but. <laughs> The 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 background Fry, and ethnicity mean. of the manager doesn't really matter. You can have oh, a manager. But I think in Benji Gill's case, it certainly serves as a positive, especially the local ties. I, I don't know if Benji Gill comes in and goes, "Hey, that's not how we did things when in back when I played for the Angels in the 1990s, and we're not going to do that sort of stuff around here. There's no more strutting around third base after a home run." Then he's not the right guy for the job either. You need someone who obviously is going to be supportive. Did you see how Team Mexico plays? I know. In the I, 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 I don't think he's got a problem. I with agree it. with that. I mean, you know, I think he would embrace this team very well. Tim said uh, in the chat, "You hire David Ross, he may bring Andy Green with him." Can you imagine? His bench coach that? last year. <laughs> oh my God! Hi, Andy. Good to see you again. I. Uh, that's almost a, a knock against David Ross. The awkwardness. Of the return just for of Andy us. Green. I mean, just for, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean exactly yeah, for us. Just for us. <laughs> Nothing to do with. It. I have no idea if it's awkward for anyone else, but <laughs> my guess is it would be a little bit awkward that you'd have it to say, David Rod, we can't, we can't have Andy Green back as the bench coach, though. So we'll hire you, but he stays, he stays in Chicago or wherever. <laughs> Let's go out to the phones. Uh, we got Greg uh, joining us here on ninety-seven three. The fan. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, guys. Listen, I don't like any of them. Not for personal reasons. I'm sure they're great guys. <laughs> Who do you want? My dream would be Boach. Not that that's going to happen. That's but not happening. He's the right guy, and let me tell you, let me tell you why. You know why? He I just think. won a World Series. He's got. Fun. You don't have to give us his credentials. We know why he's the right. He's the right fit. guy for pretty much every team, isn't we, he? We just can't get him. We just can't get him. I wouldn't want Boach for a team of like young rookies. I don't think what I want is what you need to bring in is someone with gravitas. We had it. The, the the Schiltz the not have a little guys, gravitas then for you? I, I don't think so. I mean, he had a relatively short stint, right, as a manager. Plus, is he the guy you want pushing back on Fowler? It seems to me Bob was brought in. He's an excellent communicator, which means he laid his cards down with the players, right? He was a players manager. And that didn't work for AJ at all. Yeah. Right? So what you need is someone who can say, look, AJ, you're great at putting together a roster. I don't want you in my business. Keep your hands out of uh, got, the I don't know if that's a possibility. I, I, don't, I don't know that. I, I know that's what you want, Greg, but I don't know if that would work for the San Diego Padres. You can't have a manager who's just constantly at odds with AJ Preller. We just had that, apparently. Yeah. And that didn't work. So if AJ is going to be the GM, as much as you may like to see AJ get his comeuppance and someone, you know, put that GM into his place as the manager, it's not happening, nor would it probably be a healthy, great work environment if they did that. Yeah. So while that make you may feel good as a fan, 
that's it's not a really a realistic possibility nor really something you probably in the long run want to see happen with yeah the i mean there's guys with gravitas out there joe madden hasn't managed in a while and he's got a little gravitas and buck showalter's got a little gravitas when he walks in the room i, I think mike schilt does I mean, a little bit three playoff seasons in st louis and um you know certainly a reputation of being a guy who was not afraid to speak his mind in St. Louis. Uh, you know, he said, I, I've kind of learned my lesson to back off a little bit, but he certainly got that fire. We've, we've seen the videos that it's there. So if you're looking for gravitas, my guess is Mike Schilt's about as good as you're going to get right now. Yeah. You just, you don't know what the, uh, the players inside the locker room think about him, think about Flaherty, don't probably don't know much about Benji Gill. Um, and, you know, I'm sure. Many of them know Ross or people that have played for Ross, certainly, and you could do your due diligence there. But ultimately, um, from everything we've heard and everybody we've talked to, every every player loved having Bob Melvin as the manager. Yeah, I think so. And it still didn't mean that they played well I or think anything so. like that. I think. So. I mean, you haven't heard a lot of guys coming out lately and being like, oh, I can't believe we did this, but, you know, that's also baseball players. They're caught up in their own world and... This is their downtime. You know, this is their downtime. I, I, you know, we can ask them about it at spring training if it makes sense to. I really don't care now. Hey, so what did you think of Bob Melvin? Yeah, I really, it doesn't really matter. He's the manager of the Giants now, but. We get a lot of phone callers on the line. Okay. Um, let's hold off, though. We're near the top of the hour. Let me just ask. Are you disappointed at all that Carlos Mendoza is off the board? No, I'd never heard of him until I know two you, days ago. I know, but doesn't it? No, the fact that someone else wanted him makes him feel more desirable. No, it's, it's like I, you couldn't have cared about Carlos Mendoza less yesterday. <laughs> no. Now that the Mets think he's the right guy for the job, you wonder. It's the Mets. Wait, did the though. Padres make a mistake it's and not hiring him before the Mets did? The Mets are going to met. That's one thing you do know about the Mets. They will met. They, they have end. a whole new president of baseball I operations. Get it. I, yeah, he's supposed to be a stud. So we'll see. This Does is he just first? automatically become a Met did, once he's. He's now metting. This is his first move to hire a relatively unknown uh, quantity as the manager of the New York Mets. So we'll see how it works well, out. And then when it doesn't work out, he can hire another unknown quality. Then he can hire a, a experienced manager. Then he can fire him after two years and hire someone else. Correct. I mean, we know man- general managers get a long leash now. A lot of them do. At least in some organizations. Some places. All right, let's uh, let's go to the stay top the of the phone. hour. Stay yeah, on the stay. Phone. Everybody, else stay on the lines. We got actually some uh, some time here if you want to join us. We do have Coach Fisher joining us at eight thirty five, but until then, we'll continue the Padres uh, managerial talk eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. We also have Jesse Rogers joining us from the GM meetings in Scottsdale at nine o'clock. All ahead with Ben Woods on San Diego's number one sports station ninety seven three. The fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 